am the mother of Helen and the mother-in-law of Rob, who will be taking part in this podcast. Now, I, I really feel as though I ought to warn everybody who's listening into these, these goings-on. I don't know really how I should explain it, except goings-on. If you are of a sensitive disposition, like I am, be warned that the language could be very difficult to listen to. Um, foul language, I think, might be the way to describe it. Where's the sledgehammer? It's in the boot of my car. All right. What I debated, Jean, was whether I should walk into the flats carrying a sledgehammer. <laughs> And on balance, I decided that it was probably better for me and you to go down to the car park and get the hammer out of the boot. Baby, 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 baby. What are you doing? It's a Robin Hill and Date Nerd Podcast. Uh, I'm not going to listen to theme tune. What? That's nonsense. Come on. We drop the kids to school at nine and pick them up at three. How many times? It's 3.15. We're in the day together doing some uh, activity. <laughs> What's that? And then we're going to make sweet oh, love. Yeah. Uh. My mum might listen to this. Welcome to Rob and... Helen's... Date... Night... Podcast. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> High five. Nailed it. How are you, dear listener? Thank you very much for downloading this and all of your lovely comments and contributions to the podcast so far. Absolute cracking episode this week, but a very slightly different one, isn't it, Helen? It is a bit different this week, yes, Rob, because I am not here to date you. No. This week, am I? So we've made do and I've allowed you to date the only woman. That I would allow you to date. Okay. And it's it's a big deal going on a date with another woman. But it we've is got a big that deal, kind of yeah. relationship. We're open. Oh. And, yeah. and um, so I'm allowing you to date the one and only Jean the Bean. As if people won't know already, but Jean the Bean is, of course, your mother. My mother-in-law. She is your mother-in-law. Yes. And I think it'd be fair to say for most comedians, um, of which I'm one, you should never have to say that, but it should be implicit. In the, in, in the amusement you generate when you speak. For most people, the, the mother-in-law has been something of a, a, a hack, comedic fallback, hasn't it? My mother-in-law, complaining about the mother-in-law. Although, to be fair, what, what Les Dawson did with the mother-in-law stuff was genius. And in many ways, your mother is an absolute comedian's nightmare because she's amazing, isn't she? She's brilliant. Well, she's certainly an editing nightmare. She's definitely an editing nightmare. She does not stop talking, does she? Yeah, I mean, this episode is about an hour long, but it did. I did have to cut it down from three. Two of that was solid talk. Uh, probably an hour of that is sometimes the gaps that should leave between words that I have to tighten up. <laughs> But she is a maverick, isn't she's she? What, she's an absolutely wonderful... She's a one-off. ...eccentric creature. Yeah. ...that I think the world needs to hear. The world needs more of Jean so, in it. Yeah, so I sent you off on a date with Jean the Bean and um, she had a very specific goal for you on the yeah. date, didn't she? Her mission was two-pronged. It was A, to metaphorically smash the system... And B, to literally smash her old computer with a sledgehammer. That was her request. For reasons which will be explained uh, during the course of the podcast. My mother needs very little introduction. You will get her. Yeah. You will understand this woman. I, she, it, this, this is an absolute belter. She is amazing. And it's and it, in many ways, um, it's 
it's a predictor of the the woman that you might grow into, Helen. Exactly. So you were actually, it was date night with me, wasn't it? It was the date night of me of the future. <laughs> Get ready. Very, very interesting. There is some footage of this one, actually, as well. So that the footage of, uh, of the smashing of the system will be up on Facebook and Instagram at Rob and Helen's Date Night. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at Date Night Pod. And you can email us any ideas or thoughts or things that you want to uh, see us doing. And that's uh, Rob and Helen's Date Night at yahoo.com. You've memorised those now, haven't you? They're in, yeah. Phenomenal. I'm Great. so professional. I still have to read them out. Yeah. Because I'm a card carrying idiot. I'd show you that card, but I can't because I forgot it because I'm an idiot. Uh, also, I'm on tour doing stand up um, throughout the autumn and the spring. Come and see a show if you'd like. It'd be lovely to have you. All the dates are at robrouse.com. Should we get into your yeah, mother? That's the business done. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hello. Morning, Jean. Hiya. Hello there. How are you? You've brought a lot of paint. Well, I brought, I brought you some brilliant white and some magnolia. Oh, some magnolia as well. Yep, and some brushes. Oh, hey. So we can sort everything out. We'll put the tea on We're, why the government believes that voting to remain in the European Union is a... There you are. Stick the tea on top. Where do you stand on Europe, Jean? In or out? I, I think we should stay in for the reasons that this pamphlet gives out, some of them. But other reasons as well. But I just don't like the Tory government and I hate to think that I'd be doing anything they might say was a good thing. The further right you travel, the more scary mm. people become, if you like people, I think. The more extreme you yeah. get, it's really scary. Well, and, and, but that, yeah, exactly. And then the hardline old backbencher conservatives, they're the ones who are calling to get out, aren't they? And UKIP. I know. And it's just, just logically... And it's just a very strange situation. And I think that's why um, you just have to go with your guts. Nobody can know anything anyway, I don't think. They can't predict what's going to happen in or out. How can anyone? How can we with the silly system that we're at with at the moment, the capitalist system the way it is at the moment? Because I don't understand all this thing about the economics of it all. But then nobody does, none of them. They all have different views, different yeah. ideas. So I if think they understood I, economics, they would have predicted the uh, yeah, global financial of meltdown, they wouldn't would. they? Of course they would. Smart so it's all a crazy mad thing. And I think all I feel I can do is home in onto a sort of gut reaction um, and just think it's right to stay in. I like the idea of being part of Europe. It's just, you know, in my lifetime, or I remember like post-war stuff mm. and the horrors of it all, that it's a good idea to at least try to come together and work on things. How old were you when the Second World War ended? I was born in the war. You were born during the war. So your parents saw the setting up of the uh, European Union, which was post-Second World War. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. The common market. Yeah. Yes. And the main idea was to prevent what happened to, ever happening that, again. Was the, it, that was the core idea. Was to get together to work on things so we won't fight each other and kill each other again. And actually, I suppose, in a sort of way, it has worked. You know, it's no good running away because... 
those are days of old where we Britain stood like this island who ruled the world or a large part of it, feeling arrogant and, you know, we've got the right to do all these things and standing, it No, 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 that that's... We should be moving on from that kind of mentality. I just like the idea of being a human being amongst other human beings Mm -hmm. who have different cultures, different backgrounds, different foods, different attitudes, different really... And it it makes it quite exciting to be human and to be part of a big lot of people with such interesting cultures and languages and... Don't you? I couldn't agree more. The idea of being stuck just as a Brit on... Well, we can't because we are a multicultural little island anyway. We've got to work, learn to work together. And this is where all the press, and they love homing in on details and making it seem worse than it is. But it's the overall vision that I think we should be kept in touch with, an overall vision of kind of working together. What, what a great way to start the podcast, Jean. And um, on what is an amazing uh, April sunshine what day, isn't it? a wonderful-looking day it is. And amazing to see you've got the heating in the flat cranked up. <laughs> it's, it's like a sauna in here. If you don't, I want to take my sorry, jumper off. I'm sorry, Rob, but I live with this system of oh. this heating Storage system. Storage heaters. Storage heaters. And, you know, the temperature goes up and down, and I keep thinking, should I be putting this thing off? And then we'll have a cold day and I'm freezing. No, exactly, yeah. And you pay for the electric, so you might as well have the No, but it's it's really irritating. Do you want me to open the window while No, it's fine. I've taken my jumper off. So you're feeling... And uh, we'll open the window. Well, the window's already open. Yes, it is open. (laughs) I always have... I like to have air coming in. But it is a problem, that storage heater. I mean, maybe you're about... You could actually, with the heat you're giving out the window, actually kick-start the British (laughs) summertime. (laughs) Yeah, maybe, maybe. That's the big plan. That's the plan. I got... I got... I was getting really excited on the way over here, Jean, because um, it's been a while since we've recorded something together, isn't it? Yeah. Not since the old days of XFM and music reviews. And I'm excited to be back on the mic with you. Yes, I know. And, I, and I've been out of touch. I've been kind of like in retirement. And it's hard to get my brain cranked into gear again. We were talking about... You, you dragged me back into all this, honestly, Rob. <laughs> Iggy Pop and Josh Hom. And I was trying to remember basically about Josh Hom. And what we were reviewing, we reviewed like clockwork, was That was it? it, their last album. Yeah, Queens of the Stone Age's last album. And we did one that really touched me, which was the one about the ocean. I sat by the ocean. Yes. And the, this huge, big, strong-looking guy being so vulnerable... Yeah. And that's what I loved about him. And what, which one was it that we did and we got a reply back? You did a review of My God is the Sun. My God is the Sun. Yeah. And I and the- was moved. I remember I was standing over there by the window and it suddenly came to me and it put some fight into me and Dylan Thomas's poem came to mind about yes. Do Not Go 
Gently into that good night. And then we, then the radio station sent, sent that review to, to their them. management, who sent replied through their management back to yes. this radio station we were working at, and said that uh, Josh should, was particularly got, moved do, by do, it. I've still got that letter. Do you, should I get it? Have you got the letter? Yeah. Yeah, sure, get it. I'll, yeah. I'll go and if I can find it in amongst all my. She's great, isn't she? So here is the review that Jean did of Queens of the Stone Age. New music on XFM with Rob's mother-in-law. XFM. So I asked Jean to listen to My God is the Sun um, and she really did go quite a few steps further. Here it is. Yeah. So anyway, I thought I'll listen to the whole album. So you've listened to the whole of Like I've Clockwork? I've listened to the whole album. Brilliant. And was most impressed and I was... Roasting my nuts in the oven. You, and yeah, when, when I arrived, the oven, this is it. Uh, Gene was roasting two trays of nuts and seeds <laughs> in the oven. Um, and what I got from it now, the listeners will have to bear with me on this my is, journey no, in life. We, we happily bear with you, Gene, because this yeah. is what you discussing new music on XFM is all about. Well, a journey. It, it's an absolutely amazing journey, and I was really impressed because. There's something very powerful. There's an authority, isn't there, about this band somehow? Yeah. What's in a Josh Ham? Who's a singer. Josh Hummy, yeah. There's a passion, and it's as if it's part of them. They're part of it. There's a oneness when they're playing. So yeah. here was me dancing around the flat and roasting me nuts in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought. Mm, I'm an old lady now. Well, there's a kind of, you know, we get stuck, don't we, into kind of <clears throat> what you should be like at a certain age and yeah. what you shouldn't be like. And I'm thinking, here's me, this lady, dancing <laughs> the Queens of the Stone Age. That's fantastic. And discovering this passion and thinking, this is great. Now... I then made a connection with Dylan Thomas, the poet. Yeah, right? right. And what came into my head as I was dancing around was his poem, which says, Do not go gentle into that good night. Right. For the uh, record here, just so you know, listeners, Jean has uh, brought out the new Oxford book of English verse. Yeah. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Now that's what, what I thought. This is, this is big stuff, Jean. I know, I know. This is profound I've stuff. Made, I've really made a connection somewhere here. Yeah. And I, I feel really excited and very grateful to the Queens of the Stone Age. I decided... That I was not going to give in to old age, that I was going to rage and rave, and I was not going to sink into the inevitability of decay and awfulness at the end of your life. And that's what Queens of the Stone Age have done for me. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. <laughs> ah, 
And this is what I love about life when this happens. The fact that here's me, a, a lady in her 70s, sitting in her little bedsit in Sheffield, UK, and I make a connection with this amazing rock god. <laughs> and that little spark in the universe, the, the, that kind of... And that's the magic, I think, of life. That, you know, isn't it? When Absolutely. Connection between two spirits, two souls. It's the most unlikely situation, I think. Most yeah. un- unlikely connection, really. One of the, anyway, yeah, one of the loudest bands I've ever heard. And me, for quite some time, I've wanted to be calm and peaceful, meditating, working out what life is, all this. And then he touches me in some part of me. And it just, and then he responds back. Now, should I read the whole thing? Read it out, Jean, absolutely. Um, hey, I managed Queens for Silver and we got this today via Chris Bellum. Now, I don't like the language that's often used within, you know, in, in rock stuff. All the F's and the shits and the this, that and the others. It doesn't... <laughs> The F's and the shits. It doesn't. You're all right with the shit, but not the F's. No, and I have reasons for that. <laughs> that's fair it, enough. It, it, but I understand that's just the culture they're in, and it's the habit they've got into. However, I shall read it as it says. If you want, you can read in the shits, but if you don't want to read in the F's, you can always. I can read the F's them. as well. I don't mind. It's an old English word, actually. It's just been it's misused. What's the origin of it then? Well. Uh, it's about having sex, isn't it? It's, you know... I know that, cooking, <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> but they use it out of context all the time, and that's what gets me. It's fucking amazing and blew our minds. I sent it to the band who were flawed, especially Joshua. He called me immediately from Random Edmonton Hotel and said, quite honestly, this was the best fucking compliment he had ever received... He was choked up emotionally, everything. Isn't that amazing? I just love... And then I've asked Matador Chris to extend the invitation to her and the family to be our guests at the show. But also, Josh would really love to send her a personal note. Didn't get it. And some flowers, and I didn't get them. So if you, family, (laughs) are okay with it, I'd love to have a mailing address so I can arrange a delivery. Honestly, thank you so much for sharing it. Don't think Josh will ever forget it. Now, you, you, I remember when you said you got a letter for me and, and it was in your, at your house. And I read this and I just thought, oh, how brilliant is that? How brilliant. Two most unlikely souls have come as one just for a brief second. I didn't expect to get the flowers and the thing. I mean, let's be honest, he's off all over the place doing stuff. and That's worth more than flowers, though, Gene, isn't but it? But that was yeah. a fact that the way his music had touched me at that moment in time, that was that connection, and he responded to that and appreciated the fact. Mm. Isn't that great? Fantastic. Which means that... As a human being, music is his expression of who he is, isn't it? But he's, it's more than that. He is real. Mm. He's not just in it just to get money and glory and 
his name all over the place. He's actually, it's his humanity that do it for responded yeah. to my appreciation. Mm. And that that's when it becomes a bit magical. Yeah, well, your response was real, wasn't it? That was the thing. Yeah, it was, and I can remember it. I suddenly felt empowered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember writing right at the end of it, Josh is a big, strong man, but he can also be vulnerable and show it all in his music. I love that. I love that about people. They're not just... They can show a whole range of human feelings. Mm. That, and I, that's it's what, an interesting thing. A lot. I do think a lot of people yeah. often polite society is quite freaked out by that actually looking at the reasons why things are what they are do you know what I mean or going deeper into something yes I agree with you because uh, we're still at a stage where it's dog eat dog and the power rule power rules and all this that and the other yeah and to show weakness means you could be very vulnerable and if you go back to our primitive time I suppose if you were weak, you'd be just gobbled up. Yeah. So we all go around prancing about, putting on shows and putting on a public face and putting on this thing about being powerful. Mm. Then we back all this up with... And this is the whole nature of society and what's being exposed in a way. What do you think what's going, on, about what's going on right now with the, uh, yeah, with the issues over tax and offshore tax and... I was listening to somebody yesterday on that political thing on BBC Two. To me, he was a, has got it exactly right, that the media and everybody else will be homing in on the details. Mm. And it doesn't really matter if you show your tax returns or you don't or you what or you that. The overall thing is that there's something happening and things are being exposed, which is what I say... The corruption of the whole system, hopefully, will be exposed. And we'll be able to see the people who are governing our country right now for the system they're caught up in. Right, we're getting into it now with Jean. One of the many things I think is great about her is that she'll look at a situation from um, many angles and with a sense of compassion. Well, I tend to get all revved up about stuff and I, and I get angry whereas she'll try and work out why people are doing what they're doing you know tell me if you think I'm wrong on this one but there's a, a little baby born into an upper class or very rich wealthy family he grows up he has everything he, he needs yeah except probably love well he's taken away from his parents he's taken away to a boarding school the Spartans used to do that they used to take babies off well he's taken I mean he probably has a nanny or uh, doesn't see much of his parents anyway they think they're doing the best for him to send him off to school you know at age 7 a boarding school then off to another and they're all prestigious and they all have you know think that they're healthy and good and they're they're doing right but they they see them him off on a train or they take him to school and and they're able to say goodbye to this little child who needs their love and their strength and their encouragement and And they're left there hugging his teddy bear hugging his teddy bear absolutely heartbroken but not 
doesn't want to show the weakness because he'll be bullied or picked on or he's a wimp or whatever. So he has to bury all that grief and sadness inside him. They're brought up, but they're actually emotionally deprived people. And they're part of a system of power, an elite group. They have money and they know all the pe- all the only people they know are other people with yeah. power. So that the privileged, psychologically damaged people who are in charge of everything. Absolutely, yeah. and they're root governing us. So how can they honestly make good decisions for the whole of the nation that includes people with disabilities, people born into poverty through yeah. no fault of their own? That that's just. You know, you, you can't exactly. blame it's, these it's weird, people. They, they were born so high up in society and then went through this damaging experience. Yeah, there yes. is no way they can show empathy for, so, any, for uh, people. How can they? To be capable of doing it. And, and because, you see, we've all been conditioned that the people at the top... It's brainwashing, basically. The people at the top must be right. Yeah. Because they have the power, they have the money, so we must listen to them. They have the nice, you know, a public school voice and all that. They have the mannerisms uh, of power. Mm. And they're used to having power in that sense. Like I say, they have people running around after them and so it makes them feel powerful and all this. Just to overcome that thing inside of feeling weak and pathetic and, you know, unloved, Mm. uncared for, neglected, basically, deprived. They're all deprived children. And that's why we, and it's so interesting to see this stuff coming up and everybody needs to be able to see it for what it is and say no. I actually feel sad for you because there's a sad, lost, lonely little boy inside you that's not prepared to come out and admit how bad he feels, but you can't run a country. You're not fit to govern us because you can't make the right decisions. It's not your fault, Mm. but we can't have you in these positions of power. I agree. Here's my question to you then, Jean. So if those are the people that are running the country... Yes. ...and the media is essentially run by the same people... I mean, it's no coincidence that Rebecca Brooks, everyone who was fired, is now back in the job she was fired from. It's, It's nuts, isn't it? It's crazy the way that system works. But if the politicians and the media are the group of people, what can we do what can everyone do to fight back what can they do or, or, or to be heard or to be to change stuff yeah i know i think it's it's quite a difficult one this but i think we have all to become more aware and start questioning things and start looking at all these processes that have gone on and stop being impressed by people with power whoever they are you know what I mean? Because it starts and become aware of who we are, that we actually are powerful people and we do deserve the best and we're not going to put up with rubbish and we're not going to allow ourselves to be brainwashed anymore. It's something to do with this higher consciousness, I think, 
of being aware that we're all born into the world and we're all brainwashed, basically. I used to think in my youth we could do it by having a revolution. But I see now that that was actually naive because it means that you would then just put in another group of people to impose stuff on us. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So what, what was the so, revolution you were after? Weren't you on a list at some point, a government list? Yeah, I think, yes, I, I was actually, yes. <laughs> For anarchist Don't tell behavior. anybody, don't tell anybody. No, I wanted to create a society that provided for, not for profit, but provided for people's needs, mm-hmm. you know, an economic system where every human being was important and equal to every other human being. And I wanted capitalism overthrown because it seemed to me it created divisions and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But I see now that it was a bit very naive. We all meant very well, but but it will happen in a new evolutionary sort of way. It will happen slowly. Certain things will be put into place and then we'll go on to whatever to create that society I was talking about. It's about a different basic ethos, isn't it? An overall vision of what life could be on this planet. Yeah. And if you and the the people you see who are ruling us now don't have that overall vision of being a human being amongst a whole human species They're all scared, working aren't together. They? they, because of their insecurities, we were talking about, want to hold on to power yeah. because that makes them feel safe. Well, exactly. Well, that's the problem and with power is that people identity. are terrified of losing it. Yes. Let's do a So, Joshua Hum has released a new record with Iggy Pop. It's a new Iggy Pop album. Yeah. Iggy Pop um, with a history of not doing what authorities tell him to do. A free spirit has now come together with your mate Joshua Hum and written a new record, which I believe you've been listening to, which I'd like to discuss with you. And you can... Oh, that's just the... Is that just a test? Testing to see that we're not burning... Are you burning? <laughs> I'm not burning. <laughs> I am. I'm on fire. You are. It's not. Are sure it's not the sheer heat of your heating has set that off. <laughs> yeah, possibly. How, at what yeah. point does this stop being a test and does it get um, real? It'll should stop soon. Hey, it might be real. Could be real. Do you think it? we've got to leap out of the window? Hopefully. This going on a while. How long is the test usually? There we it's gone. It might go back on again. No. Did you see the pictures I sent you? I sent two photos to you yesterday. No. Of Iggy Pop. I thought you'd love them. Well, Iggy, Iggy. That's him. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And Joshua holding hands. Yeah, lovely. Lovely. Look at the two of them. Look at the two of them. How different. Just physically. Look at Josh. How tall is he? He's over six feet six. Must be six, three, six, four, probably. And their little Iggy with his grin. It's a good name for him, Iggy Pop, actually. His most subversive... Thing. Oh yes, wasn't it sweet then? Look at his face. That's the album cover of Lost for Life, yeah. And a lovely smile. Oh, bless him. And I actually, <laughs> I, I do, I, I did like it when I was listening to the John Peel lecture. Yeah. You know, he's got his nice, nice long blonde hair, 
with his big spectacles looking like a professor and it, it does look he, there's an in, a naturalness about him an innocent uh, about him in some way isn't there mm. that's very engaging mm. and I, I read this thing where they said that his most subversive quality is charming the squares and I was thinking yeah that's a good that's a good quote Jean yeah it wasn't it because I, um, in a way the, my squareness comes out I could feel this part of me, the square me, reacting against his unsquareness, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking, shame on you, girl. But never mind, never mind, I'll work it through. You help me work these things through, Rob. You Why do you always help yourself, Jim? Yeah, you I know, but because I want to see the, the goodness, I want to see the fact that he's obviously on a journey, he's re- assessing stuff. The, the thing I did, I really appreciated was the sound of his voice because it is deep, isn't mm. it? He's got this lovely deep tone. and it's, Baritone. Yeah, and his speaking voice is lovely to listen to. Yeah, I agree. It? It's fascinating. But yeah. obviously comes across in, in his singing voice. It's hypnotic. But, but it is really fascinating. And the whole way he carries himself is graceful. The way, I mean, he's used to gyrating and doing crazy daft stuff with that thin body of his. But there is a grace about him. Yeah. And the way he's made sense, making sense out of what's happened in his life. Yeah. And you feel he is on the road and, you know, there is hope there. And um, he's, he's basically hopeful. Yeah. And he's sussed out the industry, he knows who... And it was his enemy, but he's negotiated his way round it and stayed true to himself, which at his age now, which, what is he, six, late 60s? Yeah, 60s, yeah, yeah. That's great. Mm. I mean... Yeah, not uh, many people at that stage in their life... Haven't caved in. Yeah, or uh, are prepared to make changes. Oh, yeah, and I, I, I think that is the great life-giving thing that age is age what's age for heaven's sake because when we're talking about the spirit and expressing self isn't it so good gracious me what has age got to do with it yeah you don't have to cave in you know and again going back to the dylan thomas thing don't go gentle into that good night you know rage rage at the end of the day and i hope that he does keep raging i think he will because he's kept that thing alive in himself, hasn't he? Mm. And he's not apologising for it. I've always got that from Iggy Pop, like an almost like an animalistic uh, vibrancy. And, and the that, way that, he moves and, and and all that with his body and there's all this stuff going on. And he got his top off. Yeah. My little boy, when he first saw he was probably about six, and he and he was really interested in why this man was singing with his tummy out. That's how we describe it. Oh, why has he got his right. tummy out? Yeah. I said because he likes to take his shirt off because he feels free. Yes. And but that's the same reason why kids love running around yes. in the belly because, box, and, isn't it? They and, find it hilarious. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> interesting. Because Iggy Pop is in touch with that part of himself as a little child that was free. Yeah. And little children are. They don't like wearing clothes often, do they? They want to fling them off. And they don't... They have an innocence about themselves. Yeah. They haven't yet... What's wrong with it? It's just a body. It's it, just a body. It's What's me. wrong with it? It's me. Yeah. I'm free. This is me. Why should anybody question it? Why should anybody force us to feel bad about who we are? Someone at the door. Hello. Oh, bless you. Thanks a lot. Yeah. 
And it, uh, the nice weather outside, and he said the first time he'd had his jumper off all, mm. all year. So I said, well, take the wrist and get your buddy out. I was just thinking of Iggy Fox. Yep. <laughs> and then, of course, what he says is, and which is what I say, oh, not with a body like this. He's doing himself down. Yeah. He's see, you know, I, oh, no. And that's where Iggy can um, liberate us. Mind you, he's got a nice, slim, scrawny body. Um, but we feel, we're t- we're made to feel bad about who we are. I get the feeling Iggy Pop would uh, would take his top off regardless of what. His Whether he had a beer like. belly or what, because I think we just would stop yeah, and that's where yeah. that's the whole thing where it all sets in. There's this little child, free and in touch with her body, in touch with her spirit, and everything. And then this world thing comes in. Oh, no, don't do it. You must wear this. You must do that. You can't be shot. And then the rot sets in very early and just kind of robs us of our, our real life and forces us into a mould of being respectable. And, and Iggy actually has never succumbed to that. He will have in some ways because... He, he will want to have been approved of as well. and, and Except the thing I, I said, which I appreciated on his um, John Peel talk, and he's talking about money, and he said he appreciated... Um, I love the fact you were taking notes during a Pop's lecture, Gene. It's fantastic. But he said that how money symbolises love for him. So if people gave him money because of the work he'd done, he would see it as symbolic of love. And that's the thing. I know it's all convoluted, and it, but there is a thread through the whole thing that money actually should represent love and value, not power and greed. Mm. If... While we keep this capitalist system going, it should be used in that sense. And he's someone who, by his own uh, admission, spent most of his life without any money at all. He grew up with nothing, and through most of his career had nothing, was sleeping on people's sofas for most of it. For Yes, but appreciated that when money, you know, that it was more than just this power-greed thing, Mm. that people had valued him. Mm. That they bought his his um, work because they valued him, and that's where I'm beginning to love him more, yeah, because, well, this is a whole another debate about what money should be, isn't it? Like I had a bad back, mm-hmm. my back went down. I thought something might have come out, a disc might have popped or something awful, so I go to the um, physiotherapist up the road. Yeah. Really good they are because they're sports physios and they've done all specialities and all sorts of other stuff. Used to dealing with athletes, you're in your element. You know, great. Yeah. 
Now, I give her money for that because all her knowledge and, and, and <coughs> stuff that she could give to me, I appreciate. I can't give her, I can't buy her a house, I can't do her this, that, but I can give her some money in exchange. Mm. She actually was encouraging me and did make me feel good about myself. Yeah. And and actually that's more than money, isn't it? But the because we have to live in a world where she has to pay her bills and do her things, that's what I could do for her at that time in that transaction. And that's what money should actually be. Yeah. It should work, it should have value, it should have a meaning and a purpose, shouldn't it? What I, I thought re really hit me about this record is listening to the lyrics. He, he'll put on different hats to talk about Because he things. can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and there's a lyric in Paraguay where he says, um, I think he's, he talks about it, he wants to uh, pack his soul and scram. Yeah, because I, and I, I kind of relate to that because there are times when all, a lot of the stuff we've been talking about and the atrocities of, uh, that are being done to people... Mm -hmm and mindsets which are so cruel and cold and everything. And there is a, sometimes you just think, I just want to pack up my soul and go, I want to get off this planet, step, step off it. It's too much, it's too awful. But then that's just escapism, isn't that's it? That's what really covered me about Paraguay, that there's too many people telling you the way it should be, there's too much information. Yeah. What, what of it is of any use? I like the fact you could listen so, to it on a personal level, you could listen to it on a kind of a global yeah, ac Level. yeah, but actually, we're all part of you know. There's it's to do with like what they call the microcosm and the macrocosm, isn't it? And but we as a person are part of the whole thing anyway. Yeah. So it's going to resonate personally as well as the the big picture, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think so, that's, I think that's great. I have, as you know, I do have this problem with the way people express themselves, but I. I have to be magnanimous and um, it's part of the culture and it's this, that and the other. Now, which one is this? You take your motherfucking laptop. This is Paraguay. And just shove it into your goddamn foul mouth. Down your shit-heel gizzard. You fucking phony, two-faced, three-timing piece of turd. And I, looked, I, I read that and I thought... I just did. I just got a new laptop, and it's like <laughs> it's a lifeline to me. Actually, it has yeah. been since when I, you know, I've not been too good and not been able to get out and all that. And it there's so much good on it from my point of view, and it's put me in touch with so much, including listening to you know YouTube and stuff like that, and hearing music you wouldn't normally hear, and hearing yeah. music I wouldn't normally hear, and oh, all sorts of stuff. And it, it's, it's been brilliant. Yeah. So I'm thinking, is he talking to me here? And You took it personally. Because I, I, I read it that he was talking to someone who's using these instruments for evil and for negative purposes, nefarious purposes, which not you, someone which like Which it you, is who, used for evil yeah. and nefarious purposes. And, and it's a very easy... The internet is a very... Uh, at, its, at its best is amazing... 
at its worst provides it is, it's an, hell. An, it's, an, it, it, a wild west, an anonymous, horrible of uh, uh, the worst possible bolt hole for people to be horrific um, from. Yeah, and that's what that's who he's going having a crack at. I think, right. Isn't it? Well, not when... not you who's using it to help. Trying to save the planet, Gene. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. But that's life, isn't it? There's always the good and the bad, and we're always fighting evil against good. There's all That fight's going on all the time, yeah. and it's the same in with the laptop. When... Oh, you don't want me to go off, do you? No, what, go you off. You want to talk about... No, but when... you Have you brought the sledgehammer? I have brought the sledgehammer. Right. And I'm going... We're going to... Bash my old laptop to pieces. Well, this this so we we talk about this now. This is your request. You want to smash up your old laptop. I do. You told me in no uncertain terms last time you were staying yeah. with us that you wanted to take a sledgehammer to your old to computer. my old computer. Yes, the reason being that it cannot be used for parts. Nobody can make any use out of it. And it's got information on it. So all those records of multivitamins you've bought online. Yes, all and gone. wholesale nuts. Yes. You want all, all of that, that gone? It's all, yeah. Because what well, the well, Mostly was... what I want gone is, it, I was thought I might be hacked into. Did you? Yes. At the end of this, this uh, the old laptop's life, I made a silly mistake and I could have been easily hacked into. If I had what was the mistake you made? This is this could be vital information for any listeners. No, out there. no, I, 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 this is where I feel weak and silly. And don't, I don't feel weak and silly, Jean. There's no judgment here. The la- my laptop was obviously very ill and mm. dying. The, the whole thing was to do with Windows 10, and the poor laptop couldn't cope with it. Right, it started creaking. And it, it's also, uh, it was just not working well at all, poor thing. Had a had a nervous breakdown and a physical break, everything. I'm trying to sort this out, get onto a web, to get onto a website to see if there's anything I can do about it. Yeah. And viruses and stuff. And this thing pops up on my screen and it looks very official and it looks right. Right. And it gives um, a phone number to ring. Stupid me, I think, oh, this this can't be right. Turn off my computer. When I turn it back on, it's on. It's still on. Really? Yeah. That's wild, isn't it? So I'm thinking. What well, and that, that was a what a website claiming to help you. Yeah, it was just saying phone this number. The There's a, a virus. There is a virus on. You're having problem with a virus, <laughs> which I thought I was. Yeah. And it all fitted and gave this number, which I rang like an idiot. So this really, is the awful side back, of the internet. Yeah. Yeah. This is and this is what I want to kill off because I'm going when we sledgehammer my old laptop. I want it to be a mighty symbolic act against all the powers of darkness because these I, I phoned this number and they he sounded okay. It was and he's saying you have a virus and all this alarm bells were going off somewhere in my head. They gave all the right information. Thinking, how can this person know? It it sounds yeah. it sounded very genuine. Right. Anyway, fortunately, I just said, "Look, I said I'm feeling extremely uncomfortable. I'll have to stop this conversation." Thankfully, 
because there's all this stuff about remote control of stuff and right, and then trying to get into your bank accounts. And, and, and stuff. then obviously, I was I've always been cautious about that. Don't give any of your information and bank things. Yeah. But it scared me thinking, oh, it's so easy. You can be you know innocently getting these people who are preying on you, wanting to steal your identity, wanting to do this, that, and the other. So this is your new laptop here. My new laptop called Ruby because I chose red. And and it can talk to you, is that right? Cortana, who's on Windows 10. Who's Cortana? Have you not heard? I don't know Cortana. Cortana. Oh, <clears throat> Rob. Hi, how are you? Never been better, thanks to updates and a positive outlook. <laughs> <laughs> Jean, I always say with you, you can ask someone three questions and they'll completely open up to you and tell you that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When we, we call it when what, you've been people. What, what can we say? Are you really okay? I thought you'd never ask, so I've never thought about it. <laughs> Follow it up. Go, let's go deeper, Jean. Let's go deeper. Tell me what you really feel. No, now they go up onto. Um, I think, I think you, so what we've got. I think what's is, happened there, Jean, is you've you've overloaded the system. I have overloaded with emotional oh, questions. Oh. Most people would just say, "Where's it? Where can I order a pizza from?" <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I think you might want. I to... don't use it. I don't use it very often because you you just want to type in what yeah. you want, don't you? I think you've broken the internet, Jean. When I first used it, I thought this is hilarious. Just saying, "Good morning," and I said, "Good morning," da da da, da you know. <laughs> and did your old but, laptop talk to you? Oh, no, no, oh, no. God, no. This is the Windows 10 thing. So you're not on Google anymore? Oh, no, no. You're taking yourself off Google. Oh, it was a while back. And that was that was was that post-listening to that Kasabian song about being watched by Google? <laughs> which you were no, as well, didn't it you? it was your lovely wife, my daughter, who said I should be taking a stand against tax evasion, etc., etc., and I should no longer be on Google. I'll show you what I like about Bing. Now, thinking about music, this is the Singing Ringing Tree Panopticon over Burnley. Have you seen that? Never seen that, no. No, well, this is, it, is, is it, on is the it, moors. Look, just describe it. It's obviously over it's the Burnley moors. Uh, yeah. It's a load of pipes, isn't yeah, it? Yes, and it shows you if you, want the, the if you want the info. But listen, yeah. this is how it sounds. That's the wind blowing through them. Oh, wow. Well. It's great. It's it? amazing, yeah. Now, I didn't know about all these panopticons. No, I've never seen one of those. In East Lancashire. This is the good side of the internet, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Putting you in touch with all sorts of things, things I didn't even know were just down the road, basically, mm. over the Pennines, not far away. And that's the great side. Yeah. But what I'm saying, that there are these uh, scammers and really nasty people trying to take advantage of other people and that's what I hate and that's what I want with the sledgehammer to kill off because one thing that's always struck me about your uh, willingness to embrace the internet yeah being my age I wonder whether I would do the same if I was in your shoes purely because I find with my relationship with technologies I get to a point where there's a cut-off point for me I, I use Twitter but I do wonder when I'm using it what am I trying to get from this? Or why am I on this? 
or why yeah and why I, have we been sold this thing to talk about yeah but that in- that's the what we're saying i was saying about us all becoming a bit more aware asking why it's a great word why why am i doing this question yourself what is the point of this mm. don't just be taken over by the latest trend or because everybody's doing it question when the egyptian democratic revolution happened oh yes it was that re- social media was the way that yeah. that enabled people to yeah. talk quickly and, yeah, and yeah, deal yeah, what, yeah. do what they do but what i can't wrap my head around is in our country where we've got say these issues with the government or on so many people apparently talking about it but not really affecting change so i wonder whether it what it provides for for the uh, the elite is it, it gives a forum for everyone to talk about it to blow off steam and let it die down again and nothing really changes i mean i've always thought even before all this stuff came up with the technology i always felt it like with the television you go from one image of something really sad and terrible happening and then the next year into some ad for deodorant or something yeah it's just and then an you're onto, of stuff and and your brain actually cannot process all that stuff yeah so it has to remain on a superficial level that's what i think iggy pop was talking about when he wants to shove your laptop down your throat He's done with it. He wants to get away from this. You know, let's get into something real. Something that's really real and deep and meaningful. Yeah. You know, and when it comes down to it, it's about being human, isn't it? It's about love in its proper sense. Loving kindness, not just super... Again, we've made love superficial and all this, that and the other. And we should have, We should be getting to a place of respect for each person because everybody holds that in them because everybody is worth a chance in life mm. because they are are a, a kind of vessel for this amazing power you know and it all ties into me and i suppose even iggy pop comes into this because he has an awareness that he's got this precious wonderful lively amazing gift just as josh is aware of that and wants to express it not have it clamped down by the laptop people who are judging him and saying you can't da, 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 da. you know what i mean it's yeah, all, absolutely and i think and the very essence of rock and roll gene the, essence the very of rock and essence roll. it's an expression of this vibrant wonderful life you know that's Oof. And it's weird, and we're living in a world of like, uh, you know, talent shows with judges. And I just wonder whether there's a younger generation going to come through, like Iggy Pop did. Maybe there'll be a, a, a counterculture culture that will reject this yeah. mass consumption of media. Uh, yeah, maybe. I hope so. Like, the counter, this is the revolution. This is saving our souls, really, isn't it? Yeah. Not being taken over by this stuff. And, and this, this barrage of constant information and misinformation this overwhelming sense of stuff coming at you how and, do you break out and how do you actually work out just what's true anyway i mean yeah. most of it's lies anyway yeah and you just have to sort your way through this oh gosh it's hard but i don't think the answer is to reject it all is no. it no you could go off with the, the kids onto a mountaintop and reject the whole thing. Yeah. But in a way, that is a bit of an escape. But you can't help but, you know, like we're saying, I want to scrub, take my soul and 
scram we've got to be a bit kind of firmer and more confident in who we are be aware that it can take us over and not allow it to yeah and we use it it doesn't use us yes because we're just being victims to it all all of us let's wake up let's see what's happening well should we go and put a sledgehammer through the bad aspects of the internet gene <laughs> what was your delivery from oh the it's a top to it's just off? a top it's just a top yeah well, I mean, it was all it all in keeping and i and i just thought yeah he's a nice man but oh yeah i i can't because of my figure and i'm thinking Sometimes I am. I do find it a bit grotesque when you see people bearing their flesh. Then I'm thinking that's me that's wrong. Let them do it. Let them get the, the air to their skin and the sun to their bodies. You know, who am I to judge? Here's a question. What if the postman had turned up in the complete belly bufty with your parcels? Yeah. And you, <laughs> if you opened the door and there he was standing there naked... And he said, I'm sorry, I've just been listening to a lot of Iggy Pop. <laughs> if that had happened just at the moment we'd just been talking about Iggy Pop, do you think you would have, you would have bought his claim? Once I got over the shock, yeah. um, no. no. I just think he was a pervert. I wonder, I wonder whether you would have taken it and destroyed. Had those moments collided... Like yeah, that. had they collided, and I say, well, I'm glad you feel free, but there's, you know, you'll be picked up by a policeman, mainly <laughs> not far from here, if you can't go on like that. Hey, right, so we're off. Let's go and put a sledgehammer through this computer, shall we? Oh gosh, yes, we've got. I haven't killed the thing off, have we? Why, why the choice of a sledgehammer as opposed to any other instrument? Oh yes, I know why, because the very nice man Alan, who came round to help me get set up with my new computer and to look at my old computer to see if he could use it for anything. No, he said the best thing he can do is get a sledgehammer to it. Right, what's going So I said, right, I'll go and bury it. Go and carry out Alan's wishes, shall we? Yes, and bury it in the back garden. You're going to need some shoes on. Yeah, I'll get mine. I'll put these on. I need to go to the room again. It's all that tea. Now, I, I want to, uh, as I said, use this as a very cathartic experience. And I'd like you to be part of it. Where's the sledgehammer? It's in the boot of my car. All oh, right. What I debated, Jean, was whether I should walk into the flats carrying a sledgehammer. <laughs> and on balance, I decided that it was probably better for me and you to go down to the car park oh, and get the hammer out of the boot. Like we're well, a... There might be complaints if they see us smashing this up in the car park. Well, this did cross my mind. How do you feel we should address that? Because the people who live here are full of fear and doubt So what are you and... going to say if one of your neighbours says, Jean, I saw you smashing up no, a laptop with a sledgehammer? I think what we jammer. do is we go around the back there where the bins are. <coughs> Should we sneak out and do it? Yes. Go on then. <laughs> now, I want you to be part of this, of slaying the dragon. Oh, I'm into it. You know. Let's do it. And every, every blow is a blow against all the nastiness that we want to destroy. Let's do it. Let's go as symbolic as you want. Oh. You go all Samuel L. Jackson on it, Jean. Yeah, I know. If we, if we can what just get out of the door. Oh, well, don't say the Glock's gone down now. It's not locked, is it? Oh, it is. You, no, it's just locked. You can see the, um, lock, the... You've locked the door. You've locked us in. In the attempt yeah, to lock, uh, let get, us I out. I can't get the key in. Great, we're in. 
Go and do some damage, shall we? We'll go and do some damage. Now, we, this is where we... Uh, all the stored up anger... Yep. ...against all the brainwashing and all the indignities and people telling us we're not important and we have no value, all that sort of stuff, all the lies we're forced to listen to because of the media and... Oh, every indignity every little child has ever suffered, we're going to smash it. Somebody else is chucking something out. So if we... Wait, so if where, we, where do you see yourself smashing it? it up? I don't know. I, th I don't want to... We're going to hike it into a bin afterwards, aren't we? Yeah, it can go... It can go... We can do it just there, look. And then it can go by into the, the bins. bin. We'll do it by the bins. Um... Yeah. Great. Right. Well, well, let's go and get the sledgehammer out of the boat, shall we? Go and get go the sledge. This will be like... Um, I'll stick this here. Just leave it there. We're going to put a hammer through it in a minute. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. We're in the sun. We're in the sun. We'll, We're in the sun. We'll smash it up in the broad light of day, Jean. Destroying all <laughs> the darkness of life, all the demons, all the gremlins, all the nasties. In a nice piece of uh, symmetry with the podcast I did with Marcus... Oh, yeah. Of sending the Johnnies into the sky. Yeah. There was a bit where he said, We are, uh, if not uh, being watched, but at least visible by at least a hundred windows. <laughs> Is that where you were yeah, in Ballon? I don't think the same would apply for I what we're about to do now. <laughs> oh, As we good. get a sledgehammer out of the boat. Oh, there it is. That's a great sledgehammer. It's got a long handle. Yeah, this is uh, this, this is, is a very manly yeah, sledgehammer, this is, Rob. This is a roughneck oh, sledgehammer. Oh, roughneck. That's you all Do over. Do you want to feel the weight of um, it? It's heavy. Oh God! Are you give me a right wielding that. Yes, I'll I'll try. No, I think it'll. Re no one's is, seen us. This is good. Feels like we're in Reservoir Dogs, is, Jean. I know. This is great, isn't it? <laughs> this is why all these things. There is this inside us, isn't there? And that's why I suppose people. I've always thought, oh, all that violence and all that dreadfulness. and But there is that part of us, isn't there, in all of us? Yeah. And that's why people enjoy all that stuff. Because we all want to be this rampant, primitive, taking control of, of, of things, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's, that, that statement is given added gravitas by the fact you're currently holding a sledgehammer. <laughs> Do you want me to hold your keys? Yeah, put well, them in your back, right, put them in, in in back, in back pocket. pocket. Right now, um, now stick it down here. Where do you want? Do you want? Do you want to lay waste to it on the concrete, or on on this area of beech nuts? It's like old beech nuts, is it? Yes, do it here because we're in the sun. We're in the sun. We right. can feel the sun warming us while we do this amazing thing. There's your sledgehammer. Right. Hello, sir. Hiya. Hiya. You got a hand with any of this? No, you're not right. We're just, Jane's just about to smash up a laptop. Oh, well, um, may I use your hammer to beat these up? Of course All you right, can. Right, right, yes. It's a festival of smashing things. Yes, that's great. Would you, do you want to do that first or...? or? No, you carry on. Yeah, all right then, Jane. Right, that's fine. My, that's my kitchen from the leak. Oh, really? Is that yeah. leak as bad as that? Worse than that. Because I've had problems with leaks and stuff. Jean. Well, and actually, she told me about you having this thing, water thing coming down through. It's on my kitchen this morning, you'd be in tears. Oh, no. It's the socket there. It's that wet, it's just running through the wall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, love, I didn't realise you were going through no, all this. And trying to get through the system and trying to get through to get them to hear you. 
So say it's taken me six months. But you try telling anyone. Oh, oh we no, had, no. We had a leak, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But but getting through, through that system. mindset of si- the system mm-hmm. that makes light of everything, you've got to re- keep plodding and plodding and plodding. Mm. And that sense, there's a set, it's as if they live in a kind of denial. that And there's no respect that you should be, for you. Exactly. I had no heating for a month. Wow. A month. So I stopped paying the rent. Good lad, yeah. It took them two days to get on the phone to me. Yeah, exactly. Two days. Yes. No heating, nothing. Water running through the walls. Got no heating. Yeah. And it took them two days. Was that two days to get onto it? Two days to tell me why haven't you paid your rent. Yeah. What I recommend is is therapy, right? (laughs) That sledgehammer therapy. Okay. Now, I know you've got problems with this, but we'll hold you up. (laughs) At every bash, you bash every indignity you've had to endure through this whole business, and you go, that's you done. Okay. (laughs) Will you do that? I think by the time I get back, you'll have done it for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can, we can hook him in the bin for you, you no problem. You've got to get rid of all that frustration and all that stuff. I'm just going to park this back. Just put that cabinet. hammer through that cabinet, Jean. Do it for Kevin. Yeah. Do it for Kevin. Watch your back, though, when you're doing it, Jean. Okay? Let the... Oh, straight through. Oh, That's it's it. really satisfying. I think you should. I'll, I'll put them in the bins. Don't you worry about that. You, uh, have you got more to bring? No, that's it. Oh, you're whipping Let me, let me get it out for you. It's all right. I'll put them in the bin for you. There you go. Right, right. Jean. Should we, do, should we get to business? Oh, wow. So, I'm going to film it as well. We'll put it on the website page when, when, when you put this. Th- Which way do you want to smash it? I think... Do you want to hit the screen? Hit, I think we'll hit the screen first, should we? Yeah, now. Because of all the visuals. Usually, stuff. I would uh, request you all safety glasses, but you are in spectacles, yeah. so that should prevent anything from flying Going into your into eyes. into my eyes. Yeah. Do you think so? Definitely. I'm going to video this as well, Jean, because I'll, I'll, I think this will be a, an astonishing piece of footage. Uh, well, uh, this is the first blow. I think the first blow has to come up against all the forces of darkness. Right of death, of people who don't listen, of people who aren't tuned in, people who aren't fully alive, you know? I want the first blow, and that they have the cheek to kind of push it on us and tell us who want to try and live that there's something wrong with us, right? Take it down, Jean. That's it. Oh, and again. Aye. Oh. oh! Right, come on, I want you to do it as well. Do you want me to finish it off for you? I think so. Well, let's, let's, let's just have a Let me take the sledgehammer. Let's have a look at what state, really, what we've done to Really, what it now. I want is all the stuff off the hard drive. Right, lay it down then. And all the stuff that hackers could get into. Do you want to bash it again or do you want me to bash uh, it? Well, you bash it now. You hold that video of this. Just point uh, it. Oh, that's it. Just... You're filming your tummy there, Jean. Turn it round. Oh, sorry. There you go. You can see what you're videoing. Right. right. Come on, I want to see a manly... There great. we go. Good. Good. There we go. Let's really whack it. That's great. It's, it's, it's taking long. Put this it? down. It's, yeah. To be, I thought. I'll give it some... Uh, credit where it's due. It's quite resilient, isn't it? It is. It doesn't want to go. There we go. Oh, this is better. This is better. This is 
Magnificent. Right, Jim, get in there, get in right, there. Come on. Get in there. Yeah, you see I'm wimping here. You're not I wimping. had a bad back. Do, do watch your back. No, do, that's it. That's Good. Lay that sledgehammer into that's, it, Jean. That's for all the little children who are abused and not heard. And that's for them. Kill oh. you off. Destroy all the badness. That's for all the hackers. That's for all the people who want to steal from us. Oh! That's it, you're done! You're finished! You're out of it! You've no power over us anymore! <laughs> that showed him, Gene. Nice work. <laughs> I think you can safely say that. Do you think it's done? He's knackered. Do give it a few more. No, I don't I don't think I need to, Gene. It's it's literally you've knocked its teeth out through its bum hole on that one. <laughs> How do you feel? I feel empowered. Great. I feel cleansed. Fantastic. Well, what I'll do now is I'll pick up all the bits and we'll put it in the bin. And should we do Kevin's for him? Uh, yeah, we'll do them in a second. That's great. Look at that. That's that's done it, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody can get anything from there, can they? No, it's, it's properly bust. And you've got an audience up there, Gene. The builders are watching. Watching you pound it. Oh, good. That was powerful, Gene. Yeah, good stuff. You were dealing out some rough justice. Well, you Look, know. all that's left is a window key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Absolutely destroyed. You really delivered a lot of blows to it well, there, Gene. It's good. I think we should do that on a regular basis. It, because we store it up in our bodies, you see. Yeah, well, I think you're fair to say you Memory in the cells and all that. You certainly let a lot out there. Right, if you just open the bin doors, we'll go and chuck this in. Yeah. We'll bid this laptop goodbye. Goodbye. Gone. Done. It's go! Victory! <laughs> Victory to life! And long live Iggy Pop. Absolutely. Long live Iggy Pop and the joy of life and not giving in and just keep going haven't we pop that in the boot the perfect crime gene i think that's brilliant <laughs> i think i'd like to there's your keys we really should do stuff like that though but then that, that i suppose is where sport comes in isn't it that where if you kind of do, well, do you want to get that maybe get computer smashing up as an Olympic sport we could have computer smashing I think you'd have a lot of people from Westminster wanting to join in for the wrong reasons though Jean <laughs> wouldn't you they're joining for uh, definitely for the wrong reasons yeah you're right with all these stairs yeah take your time I'm, I'm amazed I haven't done my backing again well you're stronger than you think Jean well I am I am I'm definitely I'm coming through We'll get through to victory. Absolutely delivered some crushing blows to that computer. <laughs> and what, what was what was really key was once once you had it destroyed, you didn't stop. No, I wanted to keep going. Literally, like what a. What does that say about me? It doesn't matter. That I'm violent. Not at all. It just you, you meant business, um, and very much like um, a boxer or an MMA fighter, the referee had to pull you out. Pull you off the situation because <laughs> you weren't going to stop delivering blows. No. Oh, 
Oh my God. I was worried for the, for the sledgehammer at one point. <laughs> oh dear me. Oh, now I think it's time for something to eat. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I, I'll, uh, and I'll paint your ceiling. No, don't bother uh, It should take now. two minutes. No, don't bother no, doing you just, I'll stand on a chair. Literally, I'll do the whole thing in five minutes. So how about that, Jean? What, what a legend. What a character. What a, an inspiring uh, human being she is. But it's not the end of the story, dear listener. Now, strap yourselves in. So, the other week, I'm working down in Brighton doing a, a voiceover kind of thing. I'm up and down a little bit during the week. And I get a call from Gaz Coombs. Uh, my friend, he released his record, Matador, on the same label as Iggy Pop's post-pop depressions come out on. They're called Caroline Records. And he knew I was a big fan. Um, and he sorted out a free ticket for me to go and see the band and Iggy play with Gaz at the um, Royal Albert Hall. Now, I could, I, it blew my mind. I got so excited. And genuinely, hand on my heart, it was one of the best gigs I've ever been at. It was, it was inspiring. It was, um, it was wild. It was, it was, Iggy was just on fire. He was a, just a remarkable presence. And all the new songs literally stood shoulder to shoulder with the classics. And it was just a remarkable experience seeing this, this legend just having it like I've never seen anyone have it before. It was it was something else. Afterwards, uh, because of Gaz's connections and him being such a wonderful man, he got us backstage. So my, my jaw's on the floor. It's literally, I'm unable to cope. I don't see Iggy. I think Gaz walked past him when he was going for a wee or something. Not, not Iggy. No one was weeing. They were walking to the loo or Gaz was going. Anyway, I can't remember. Gabbling, overexcited. But we ended up in a back room uh, which had uh, Josh Hom in it. And I, try, you know, I really tried to keep it together. But I had in my pocket um, a book of Dylan Thomas poems that Jean had given me three years ago when I went to see uh, the Queens of the Stone Age in Manchester that she wanted Josh to have. Uh, and I had it in my pocket. And I, I Gaz met him and it was amazing. And then he introduced me. And I managed to just about hold myself together and I gave him the book and I got a picture with him. Gene's book was delivered. The circle was complete. I sent the picture to Gene and then I rang her to talk to her about it. And this is a conversation we had. Oh, so imagine that. I'm getting it through to him after all this time. Well, it was amazing because Helen suggested it. She sat right next to me now eating a sandwich. And ah. she, which she made very quietly to try not to disrupt the recording. Well, yeah, I'm having to record it because I was going to put this on at the end of the podcast, you see, because it's a real... It's a nice way of ending it all up. It's like everything we were talking about. Yeah, it just happened. It's serendipity. So Gaz sorted the tickets out. So exciting. And literally, suddenly we were in a bar downstairs, kind of by the side of the way you go onto the stage. It was incredible, Gene. I was was pinching myself and I I just felt like a a teenage interloper. It was brilliant. I know you sound like a teenager. Me. It was great, but it was really funny. Gaz was Gaz was very similar. He was we were, we were in that room. I thought, well, we we don't know whether we know anyone, but I think Gaz always forgets that people know who he is because he's such a, a gentle, sweet soul. So we just hovered by the table by the cakes, and then Gaz said, "Right, right, we're going to walk out now, and I, I'll I'll just I'll just say bye to him on the way out." And it was brilliant. It was <laughs> just like teenagers. We started walking out. And Gaz walked past him and then he went, oh, hey, hey, Josh, and grabbed him on the shoulder. 
And um, and he needn't be embarrassed because the first thing Josh said was he went, "Hey Gaz, I love your music. I love your album. I love your stuff." Really? Was, I know. He's amazing. And then. Oh great! It was so cool. Gaz, oh bless him. Yeah. Cause like you say, I mean, he has no ego, does he? Really? He just no. wants his music, Gaz. And so for jo- to know that Josh knew him. It's great, isn't it? It's lovely. What an amazing thing. So lovely. Uh, so he, he oh, um, that is lovely, yeah. And the, yeah, but so Gaz said, uh, he said, this is this is my my mate Rob, and um, and he went, hey, hey, Rob, how you doing? So I shook his hand, and uh, and I said, this might sound a bit mad, it's a bit of a long shot. I don't know whether you remember, quite a few years ago, um, I uh, that you got sent a review from a radio show that I did where I reviewed music with my mother-in-law, and literally got the word mother, in, and he went. Yeah, the lady from Sheffield. The old lady who lives in the flat in Sheffield. And he remembered you. Oh, wow. He remembered you. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. And he said, because I don't ever read reviews, but my management said, you've got to listen to this one. And he said, I listened to it, and it was just, it was just, just the best review ever. And, and, oh, and, absolutely remembered it and I said well um, well I've I brought um, a book that she wanted you to have that I was meant to bring you in Manchester but I, I didn't manage to do it and, and it's Dylan Thomas's poems and he just took it and went oh wow that's so cool and then he read the inside of the, the cover and then he said something really funny he said um, you know she's just made it really hard for you now and I said what do you mean he said well you will never be as cool as she is <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I said it's just the essence of rock and roll. He went totally, totally, and uh, yeah. Oh wow! So Gaz took my um, camera because he'd forgotten his phone. He left his at home, and, um, and, and we spent about two minutes trying to take a picture. I was wondering, Gaz took the photograph. Gaz took the picture. Yeah, but for oh, a while. It's lovely, isn't it? But yeah, and he he was so charming and lovely, and he completely remembered you, and um, and he said, "I can't, re- you know, honestly, it's so." Yesterday, um, Jackie, who lives upstairs, she was down here chatting, yeah, and we were talking about connecting with people and various things, and then I started to tell her about Josh, and I said the most unlikely thing of me sitting here in my little flat and this rock god in America and there was a connect we had a connection I said how unlikely is that well you know it's just amazing really the two most unlikely people but on another level through the music we had this connection a Mm. little spark in the universe Mm. so I was telling her all this and um, showed her the letter and all this and and then while we were saying that your text came through (laughs) so while I was telling her about Josh yeah yes the text came through and I obviously didn't read it until after she'd gone but I'm thinking well isn't this this is amazing because I haven't you know it's three years ago and I hadn't thought about it except when we did our podcast yeah and then um, you were actually uh, there you were with Josh oh my wow <laughs> it's crazy isn't it <laughs> isn't it exciting isn't 
real life is really exciting, isn't it? Kind of so you've got to be open to things happening that seem unusual or strange or a bit weird or, you know, real life is beyond what we make of it on this earth, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> it goes beyond all these sorts of things we ship around ourselves. It was such a happy thing because... You know, he's an artist. I, I just, I've always loved and think is just brilliant. Um, yeah, and then, I know. You, I know. And, and then you having that connection, and then, and then ending up kind of, you know, having your own moment with him. I thought it was just really delightful. It's brilliant. I know. I know. <laughs> I just think it's. You, we've just got to be open to these things, I suppose. It's terrific. And close, close ourselves off, and then all this seems like magic, doesn't it? All this stuff going off. It is magic. So interesting. <laughs> and then the fact that you've got that the poems through. I don't know whether he remembered that that did the thing. Absolutely, know. he took, completely did. He he's probably he could be reading it right now on the tour bus, Gene. Well, I just think that's wonderful. And he, yeah, I, I love the fact that he's got that. Um, it's lovely, isn't he'll it? He'll never forget me because my name's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine actually growing up with that. <laughs> uh, it would have been a unique, a unique. It was a unique introduction existent. to the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that at daily. Yeah, she's a she's she's a car carrying genius. That woman. Yeah, she's seventy seven. Seventy seven, and still, still with that much rage and passion yeah. going on, yeah. and, and love for the world. It's a remarkable thing. Yeah, she's an incredible, incredible person. Please keep spreading the word about the podcast. We're loving doing it, aren't we? We're really enjoying it, but really we do fun. need those. I know it's very tedious to keep listening to us banging on about it, but we really need those five star reviews on iTunes because it makes a massive difference. So if you could just click, you know, if you want to click lower than that, don't bother. But if you want to click five stars, go to iTunes and click those five stars and give us a great review, and it will spread the word and it'll really help us out. So that'd be fantastic. God, you're banging on about that. I aren't know you? it is annoying. I know that. Got to bang on about but it. We've got to do it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, uh, I, I was going to say something else, but I've forgotten it. Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, y- you're the usual. All of that. Yeah, there was something else. I've Join us. You know what? We're also, we, we've got some um, self-deprecating ease. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. That was going to say. We've got a few up on our Facebook site already. So if you want to join the self-deprecating e movement, which is take a selfie of yourselves Preferably on a date night, looking absolutely awful. Yeah, Post right, yeah. it to our Facebook page and it, all the best ones will go up directly onto our feed and we'll have a little competition to see who had the most worst selfie. Who had the most worst selfies. Yeah. Exactly. Our aim is to destroy the... Uh, narcissism of the, the selfie. The narcissism of the selfie, that's right. And just empower us back to... Not give a shiny shit what we look like all the time. Yeah. Speaking of that, I'm going to go and get my beer gut out <laughs> and stand in the front window and <laughs> kind of alarming passing drivers. <laughs> Until we speak to you next week. 